that's the reason why the old Kung Fu Theater movies, for the most part, were so good for us growing up and we ate them up, was because you got a little bit of story, and then it was like, okay, go. Okay, this guy got his ass beat, now he's going to train really hard. <laughs> now he's going to go beat the ass. That's what we want to see. <laughs> are, we talk- <laughs> are we still talking about an action movie, Jay? <laughs> You're listening to the Technician Podcast, episode number 76. Throw me a bone, Capcom. It is December 9th, 2010. We are in the heart of the Christmas season. This is the Techpedition Podcast. I am Sergio. How is everyone? Do you need TP for your bungle? <laughs> uh, I have TP. No. I have TP for you. <laughs> uh, I am Cornholio. Uh, I, I, who else do I have on this podcast? Go. All the same time. Gary, what? What? <laughs> What? Who's what? Nothing. No one. They call me Cody Boraunu. Boraunu. Okay. Obviously, I haven't seen the show you are referring to. Beavis and Butthead. Oh, no, I didn't watch that. Um, you didn't see Beavis and Butthead do America? No. It's a classic, man. Am I missing something? I don't know. I don't know if it's a classic. It is pretty funny, but it hasn't <laughs> aged well. Thank it, Bobby. <laughs> Were they weren't they gonna bring that show back like a couple of years ago? And I was like, "Hi, ah, that's funny." I, I think they're actually di- working on it now. Oh, so they are gonna bring it back. I think yeah. that's just stupid. We don't, like those people. That's like those people bringing Duke Nukem back. Just why are you wasting your time? Yeah. For the ten people that remember. Yeah. All right. Well, we have a cast to do, you guys. Um, we don't have much to talk about this week. That would be like them bringing back, making a direct sequel to that Double Dragon movie that came out in the 90s. Oh. <laughs> I'm still waiting on the sequel to the Mario Brothers movie. Mario that cliffhanger was killer. Alyssa Milano will reprise her role. Okay, apparently I'm the only person that reads a Double Dragon movie. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, I'm going sh- I'm to I'm shut up now. <laughs> no, no, I watched it. I actually enjoyed it back in the day. That's back when movies were allowed to suck. Yeah. Nowadays, they, they can't do that. There's that so bad is good thing. Not so much now. Yeah. We've, we've graduated to the DWD scale. There, that <laughs> doesn't apply. We just do like Wesley Snipes and get them sent straight to DVD. <laughs> Blade sure. 4. This time, he lost his sword. All right, news. That's it. We don't have much to talk about this week, so let's just jump right in, see how long it takes, and then go from there. Uh, this week, James has the first news topic. Yep. Uh, well, as we all know, we've got two Resident Evil games are coming out for the Nintendo 3DS. Uh, and we actually have one that has no story whatsoever to it. No story? No story. What it is is they have taken the mercenary mode that was uh, a lot of fun side mini game and Resident Evil 4 and 5, and they're making it one full game for the DS, and that's it. That's all it is. Wow. That so you how mean, is that a full game? 
You mean the other Resident Evil games had a story? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> well, yeah, they didn't always have a well-written story, but they had a story. I mean, it's, it's, it's like the total plot of the movies can be, you know, just scribbled down on one sheet of paper. I mean, it's a lot of action. Well, no, no. These, I mean, these are no plots. I mean, it's like me and Carl both have sat down and said, you know, you know, the mercenary, like when the Resident Evil 4 demo came out, me and Carl both were sitting there playing, going, you know, this would be fun, just a whole mode by itself. Like, this is just a game. And they've decided to do that with the Resident Evil title for the 3DS. That sounds lazy. Possibly. <laughs> but, I mean, well, what they said in the article is that they felt, in the article and in interviews, was that they felt that the mercenary modes were kind of overlooked by most people because you'd have to beat the game first to, to get them, which they said was made them a little difficult to be accessible, which I didn't understand because Resident Evil games aren't particularly that hard to beat. But uh, I don't know. That's what they're doing. I thought it was very interesting. We'll see. I, but outside of the, the canonical main... Uh, story Resident Evil games, I I don't hear that they're very good. So anything that like spinoffs, I don't even really pay much attention to. Well, the the mercenary modes, especially Resident Evil Five, is really popular. Especially playing online, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And so it, it's basically it's them trying to make a little extra money, easily. I think. Isn't that just like the horde mode or like firefight from Halo Three? ODST. Uh, I wouldn't you know. Just, you just kill a bunch of enemies running at you, running at you. Yeah, yeah, and and, <laughs> and and don't you just fight until you die? There is really no. I'm just like if, well, no. If, it, it wasn't even four and five. The mercenary mode. There was a time limit, you know, and you would find uh, hourglasses to bust to get you more time. So yeah, it's, it's basically just like Horde and Firefight. If if Bungie released the game. With just that, I'd be pissed off. <laughs> well, speaking of pissed off, <laughs> it actually works just fine. Thank you so much. Uh, we have a new combatant that's been confirmed for the new Mortal Kombat coming out this March. And it's Kratos from God of War series. All right, that fits. It's like a match made in... Uh, I would say heaven, but yeah, uh, the other place. <laughs> so has he been commissioned Haiti. to k- kill Raiden? Is that why he's on this game? You know, since, honestly, since I, have, he, I have no idea because since he killed all the other guys, he's going after Raiden now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I, I I don't know, but it was pretty funny because uh, what was the guy's name? One of the producers. He put out a pretty funny tweet, and he took it off, so that way it wouldn't be used as a uh, pretty quick, so it wouldn't be used as headlines. But unfortunately, it, it if, was. If it hits the internet, it's going to be a headline. Yeah. It doesn't matter how quickly you remove it. Well, David Jaffe said, uh, and I quote, "That's awesome. Kratos would have a fuckality." No man. <laughs> <sighs> Is he yeah. still mad because he can't make any more God of War games? Is that the guy that was making the God of War games? He's, no, the, he's, the, guy create, he's the guy that created it, isn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he created the franchise. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Didn't he quit, though? He could have oh, made quit. more. 
He quit. Okay, okay, that's what I knew. For some, there was he. He wasn't doing it anymore. I didn't know he just quit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. He he like started his own studio, didn't he? Yeah. It's all coming back now. But I think he might. He still might be bitter that it's. He may have thought it wouldn't be successful without him or something. But it still is. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, and this is this is the second fighting game that Kratos has has popped up in. Yeah, because it was uh, Soul Calibur. He was in Soul Calibur on he PSP. Was in broken something, yeah. Broken. Destiny. Oh, oh, on PSP. Okay, I was like, I don't remember him in Soul Calibur four. Oh no, no. See, now I, I think that would have been fun if they'd had him as DLC for Soul Calibur four. That would have been DLC worth paying for, I think. True. Very true. That that would be a smart thing to do for Soul Calibur. Rather than forcing people to buy a game that has these weird off-the-wall characters in it, just release them as DLC at, on later dates. You know, it's like, have a, the, the straight-up Soul Calibur cast for your, your disc-based combatants, and then six months later, release Ratchet & Clank as DLC. Ratchet & Clank? <laughs> well, come on, man. <laughs> Well, Monday Night Football on you on that one. Well, uh, on some new Marvel vs. Capcom 3 news, we have two new combatants have been announced. We have the return of Storm. Uh, boo. Boo. And we, have, boo. <laughs> and we have the inclusion of Sea Viper from Super D- Street Fighter 4. Double boo. Boo, player boo. I swear, dude, like, I, I saw the headline of two two female characters coming, and I was like, maybe Sakura, Sakura? Uh, I was so, I was so let down. Yeah, well, I gotta admit, uh, I'm happy to see Storm come back, because that's a huge fanboy thing, but Sea Viper, I think, is not that good of a choice to do. I don't know why they chose her. You mean, yeah. like, X-13? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't played with X-13. I've played with Sea Viper on Street Fighter. Well, I'm just saying as far as a choice of a character, I mean, it's like, whatever. Eh, true. Three people were like, yay! C-13. <laughs> All right. I read that comic. Well, once. At, at this point, <laughs> they, they don't really have any more good characters to announce. They, they've really, like... Oh, let's see. The, the Ken, good people have already been announced. Yeah, but Ken Akuma, is just... Mm, Sakura, I mean, I, mean yeah, I, don't, I don't mean good characters. I mean <laughs> interesting characters. Those are interesting and no, good characters. Strider, hear you? Really? No Jin? Like, like, they don't even have any, any of the staples. Of well, Mega Man. Mega Man's not there yet. Yeah, exactly. I, I I was really hoping they'd do like a Mega Man X, but they're probably gonna do the Legends version of Mega Man, which sucks. But <laughs> but again, those aren't interesting. Like no, if they are. like like if if they do a, a news a press release that says, "Hey everybody, look, Mega Man is in this game," I'm gonna be like, well, "Duh, impress me." And fanboys will rejoice. Well, see, that's the difference between you and me. Like, I've I've been a fan of Marvel vs. Capcom since the first one, and I'm really excited about this game. I'm just not really excited about the people that are in it. <laughs> you I know, know, I don't want them to make the exact same game. That's not what I'm asking. But you know, some of the staples, like especially like Shadow Hear You, he's like 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 he he had a resurgence in popularity 
when the freaking Marvel vs. Capcom games came out. I was like, how could you not have him? That'd be like making a making a regular Street Fighter game and not having Ken and Ryu in it. What's the Man, I thought he was just in the second one. He was in the first one, too? I'm pretty sure he was in the first one. I had both of them on the Dreamcast. What's the street date for this? Yeah, February? March or February 1. I'm, I'm, March, February I'm pretty sure they're probably going to... They're holding off to probably last month or so to drop the, the bombs on us. I'm, that, I'm, I'm that hoping. They're going to do it Saturday. I would hope. Yeah, during the Spike TV. Oh, yeah, the Spike TV Awards. Oh, those are this Saturday. Oh, wow, awesome. Bullshit. Hosted by Afro Samurai. Because, like, (laughs) you you have to look You know, the the first two Marvel vs. Capcom games are very niche games. The inclusion of characters like Strider were put in because somebody at Capcom was like, ooh, I really like Strider, I'm going to put him in. But now it's such a big business decision, you know, on exactly what characters to put in. I don't see them going back to, to characters that are unknown from the first couple games. But, but see, but, that, that's the thing. That's the thing, Sergio. I, the only reason I even know about these characters is because of Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> exactly. You, you're missing. You're missing the whole point. Yeah, I mean, it, and also their contrast and style like really added to the game. Even though I. I played the game and I wasn't hardcore as Carrie was. I, I you have to mind a different style as compared to everybody else. Yeah, that is true. Hmm. I mean, it would be like them making which one was it? Mega Man Four. It'd be like them making a remake of Mega Man Four and like not having Proto Man in it. Just wouldn't make much sense. I don't know. I'm I, I it's just I don't see myself being impressed with. N- n- with the rest of the lineup, not because they won't be good, but because they won't be surprising. I, w- I like surprising character re- uh, announcements. So, did you like Madoc? Was did that did that surprise you? That was very surprising. Yes, I like that. <laughs> Moda. Well, see, I'm gonna play this game um to to till my fingers bleed. So, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I I'd really like to see some of the characters I like in it. That's all like, I'm saying. I, I was excited to see Dante. I was excited to see Nathan Spencer. Uh, a beautiful Joe. Deadpool. D- Deadpool. Uh, Amatsu, whatever it's called from the Okami games. Like, Amatsu. those are cool inclusions. Again, like, I'm I'm going to play this game a lot. So, like I said, I, I, I'm just asking for, like, two or three characters that I like. I'm not asking for them... That they have all. I'm asking for the exact same game. That's not what I'm asking for. Just, <laughs> you're, you're asking just for th- some characters that you liked. Just throw me a freaking bone, Capcom. This, oh no, not like I'm just saying. Like seriously, like seriously. Um, throw me a freaking bone. Wow, those Austin Power movies have aged beyond being able to quote them. Uh, uh seriously. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Yeah. But I'm just saying. Give me something, man. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Well, speaking of style, <laughs> uh, Sony is releasing a new official gun peripheral for the move. Uh, okay, I'm I I'm going to to throw the gauntlet down and say I'm officially tired of shells. I'm officially tired of talking about stuff to attach to other stuff. Normally, I am too, but this one looks like actually. This one actually has my interest. Like, There's a recall? 
You know what? Honestly, I don't give a shit if it recoils. I don't want it to recoil. Because you know what? If I'm trying to do the precision shooting with the move that I can do, that I know I can do with a first-person shooter, I don't want it to recoil and make me have to do anything. But I like what they've done with it because they've put it to where the move can sit forward like it's supposed to, but you don't have to have your right hand or your trigger fingers on it. You know, it's all hooked to the trigger. And then the navigation controller fits in a section right up under like it would be your hand grip almost. It's more of what you would actually handle a gun in real life instead of trying to do all that wonky shit like you do with the Wii Blaster thing. Yay. And it's forty dollars, so I swear, that I makes swear it all better. We've talked yeah. about. We talked yeah, about I'm sorry. The the forty dollar price point pisses me off because that, that's just too fucking much. No, it's I'm not. Sorry. It has a Sony like logo on it. What do you I mean, give expect? a shit? 40, 40 bucks for a shell? That's bullshit. Now, granted, this shell's got a lot going on it because I mean it's got all the buttons. You for get the an adjustable set shoulder stock. A digital trigger. Uh, very uh, slick hey, now, the, the shoulder stock actually comes in handy depending on how long your arms are. In realistic pump-action. <laughs> it, also, it also comes with realistic pump-action. <laughs> wow. got to pump it up, you know. But, but Serge, i got to agree with you. Uh, peripherals for peripherals are stupid. <laughs> just doesn't make any sense. I'm they sorry. just need to make a PlayStation Move gun. Thank you. And be done, and be done with it. Charge... Charge seventy dollars for it and be done with it. Shazam! Or not even that. Yeah, charge seventy bucks for it. Yes. <laughs> I just broke the fourth wall. Well, you know they're not going to do that because they're going to have too much fun doing all this other bullshit. They want to move the moves that are already out there. Exactly. Because they're they're not wanting to be like Nintendo. Okay, we have the DS. Now we'll have the DS Lite. Here's the DSi. They should be on Nintendo. Nintendo is getting it right. I don't know. I still got my original DS that I bought years ago. It still works. I'm good. The one that looks like a Transformer? The DS Fat? Pretty much, yeah. The DS Fat. I'm sorry. (laughs) I think it's horrendous. Uh, Well... We, we we mentioned earlier the uh, Spike VGAs, or Video Game Awards, which are really growing to become the de facto standard for video game like awards, which is good, because I think video games need Is it nobody like watches them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only problem is Spike sucks ass. Nobody watches these awards. <laughs> I think nobody just watches Spike. Like exactly. The, I don't watch Spike, but I will watch these. Well, it's like the, the guys well, at Spike even, that pick even when I watch the pick more than the Oscar people. Even when I watch Spike, I didn't watch these awards. Even when Samuel Bad Mofo Wallet Jackson was hosting it, I didn't watch it. <laughs> well, I mention it because uh, apparently there's going to be uh, some Uncharted 3 news that pops out of it. Uh, they've Entertainment Weekly already posted their article about details of what's going on with Uncharted 3, and they include a little trailer saying, watch the VGAs and we'll show you more. So that's part of the reason I'm watching the VGAs, because Uncharted 3 is exciting. I'll just watch it on YouTube the next day. 
Yeah, and you know what? What I said on the last podcast about the movie not being anything like the games, I got to retract that because the third game is going to take place in a desert. So it's like, well, shit. Is he going to um, go into the pyramids? I don't think so. It doesn't say. No, no, no. He, it's Ra- not set Ra- in, in Ra- Egypt. Raid some tombs? <laughs> I'm sure there will be some tombs <laughs> that get raided. <laughs> I think the announcement will be that Nathan's rate will be in Mark Wahlberg's likeness. Oh, that <laughs> oh God, I'll be so pissed <laughs> off if that happens. Nathan Drake is going to have a Sega CD game. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's terrible. Um, but, yeah, it's... it's uh, what was I going to say? Let me go to my article. I'm sorry. They formally uh, announced... That- Yes, yes. Entertainment Weekly, of all places, announced this game. Has has anyone ever gone to an Entertainment Weekly website to read about games? I don't know, but their magazine is really popular, so this doesn't surprise me. Do do you? They usually like they have a they have a um they normally have a gaming column, you know. Which then again, that's not that's not saying much because Playboy has a gaming column, but (laughs) I mean. Your tech mission has a game in column as well. That's I'm just saying it's not that surprising. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It, it was very surprising to me because it, it, it's they, they even if they have a gaming column, they don't have exclusives. You know, it's not like oh, an uh, exclusive announcement from EW. It's like but what? a lot of people read it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's know, my so. point. But it's going to be set in uh, in the desert, and it's going to explore the 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 story between Nate and his buddy Sully, which none of y'all play the game, so I guess it doesn't matter. You don't know that. Uh, yeah, this, it's is, gonna... this, this is uncharted territory for me. Do what? This is uncharted territory for me. I, I don't know. It's it's also going to further explore the relationship between Nathan and his his ancestor, Sir Francis Drake, which was kind of cool in the first game. So. I'm very excited. So he's like that dude Booth from Bones, who's the is the ancestor or the descendant of John Wilkes Booth, the dude that shot Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. His, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Some, his, so. some history there for the youngins. Awesome. Who shouldn't be what? playing this game? That's right, because it's rated T for teen. <laughs> uh, uh, well, we mentioned Tomb Raiding. And, of course, g- more exclusives coming out of Game Informer because pretty much almost every issue they have is some sort of exclusive cover story. It's kind of pull they have. Uh, Lara Croft, the Tomb Raider, is getting a reboot. Man, yep. is this a CG render or a real you mean picture? It's, get, it's getting another reboot? <laughs> well, it, it never has officially been rebooted. It's just kind of gone... In weird directions. I thought Tomb Raider Legend was a reboot. No, no, it's not a reboot. Really? Really? I played it. It like it, there was story shit going on in that game that I had no clue of because I had never played a Tomb Raider game before. I think it was a more a new development kind of reboot. Sort of. Yeah, there, there was new play mechanics and stuff, and that's it. With uh, with this reboot, it's what they said it was like a twenty-one-year-old Lara. Yeah. 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 Apparently, and, and they're getting rid of the uh, models. 
so we're not having the live action models making uh, the the lonely fanboys drool anymore. Those were really creepy. It's like we're going to promote our game by hiring this model to hold guns, and you weirdos can be like, "Ooh, look at the sexy lady with guns." Your game sucks. <laughs> hey, all I gotta say is they brought us Rona Mitra. Can't you can't you know can't knock that. Can you? Rona Mitra. <laughs> she played Sonya in the third Underworld movie. Uh, Doomsday. Yeah. She's been a lot of shit. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. I think we can knock it officially. <laughs> is that but a bow and arrow that she's holding, or I a think bow? It is. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it alludes to in the in the article that she is going to be a, a, an aerosmith. No, that would be somebody who makes arrows. I'm sorry. Uh, an air, an archer. There we go. Archer. So it's going to be like Minecraft with Tomb Raider and better graphics. Because you have what? a bow and you have a bow and arrow on Minecraft. Oh. It's going to be exploring. And that's that's obviously where where it's being influenced by. <laughs> Well, it's going to be de- developed by Crystal Dynamics, which who's done the past few Tomb Raider games, and those have been really good. So hopefully this one doesn't suck. Okay, Anniversary. That's the one I'm thinking about. <laughs> Tomb Raider Anniversary. That was the one that was a reboot. Uh, no, that was a remake. But it's different. But it, but it's it's still a remake. It was just a remake of the same game. Just prettier. I played that one too. So did I. <laughs> you, you don't seem very happy that you played it. I mean, there's only so much joy that can be rendered from raiding tombs. Hmm. Well, uh, in in other in other reboot or sequel news, SXX SXX. SX. That, that sounds bad. SX. Snowboarder Supercross. There you go. That's what that stands for? Yep. Oh. I didn't even know that and I love the game. <laughs> Snowboarder Supercross or SSX. Uh, apparently, of course, details or non-details have been leaking out about SSX for several months now. Uh, apparently, it's being developed by EA Canada. A. Eh? Yeah, they, thoughts on they, that? That's the that's the state they, team. They got rid of EA Big, so I guess this is the next logical step. Isn't that the same team that had uh, live pulled from them and, get, and given to Tiberian? Yeah. Uh, I, no, I don't think so. I think it is. Yeah, I could be wrong. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right on that. Yeah, because wherever the uh, live was being developed, it got shipped down to Tiberian. So I don't know. Do we trust these guys with the SSX franchise? I mean, I just if if the only thing that worries me is the skate people making it. Not because skate isn't a good game, it is. But my thing is this: when I and it's the same thing that I thought about with Tony Hawk. You know, I think that's one of the reasons the popularity of skateboarding games has declined is because they're so realistic. I mean, I want to jump off the side of a building and do like a two thousand point combo and do something that there's no way I could do in real life, given that there's no way I could skate regularly in real life without killing myself. <laughs> but I want, I want SSX to be arcadey and fun, you know, 
you know, have some some realistic elements, but still re- maintain the over the top. You know, I I want it to be more Marvel versus Capcom and less Virtual Fighter. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, the only thing that scares me here is that I'm hoping this announcement isn't due to the uh, emergence of the, uh, the the motion sensor and the, oh. the connect on the big two platforms. Well, they've tried this on the Wii and with Blur, and it, it mm. sold miserably. So I'm hoping that they're actually going to make a real game out of this. <laughs> no offense to Connect and Move owners. Ah. Mm. It was. It no, I don't take offense. There are just some games that motion controls work for, and there are some that just don't. And, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that it wouldn't work with motion controls, but my thing is this, you know, make 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 a good game. And then, after there's a good game that has been made, you add your optional move or connect support after the good game has been made. Yeah, that's generally the best thing, because then you can <laughs> figure out how the motion controls will work with what you've got, instead of trying see, to make them around. See, I harshly disagree with that. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I think you should look at the technology you're given and develop a game around it. But you know that's that's normally what Nintendo does. But my thing is, I have no interest in motion gaming. But I have interest in SSX, and if they base it around motion gaming, there's no way that I'm going to buy it. I want to like this game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it, especially with that franchise, you can't just come out and say, "I mean, yeah. make make two games." It, make it two would, games. It would, yeah, it would be like if the next Madden, if Madden 12 came out with nothing but Kinect support. <laughs> that, that's what this. That's what this is for me. Okay. Okay. Then I, I I revise what I what I said. If you are growing on an existing franchise, yes, make that game and then add Connect support. But if you're building a brand new game and you want to support Connect, fully support Connect and build it around the hardware. I totally I totally agree with you on that. You know, it's, that's what Nintendo does. They they build a a, a uh, interactive, you know, whatever, and then they build a game around it because that's how they did. They built the controller, and then they built Mario sixty four, mm-hmm. and it's still the best game to ever be played on that controller. <laughs> Sadly, but <laughs> that yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Awesome. Well, that does it for game news. Yeah, one other uh, tech bit of news: um, Google Lunch is an ebook store. Sweet. So Ooh. this is a uh, direct competition to uh, Amazon or even Apple, uh, Apple book, iBooks. Is it iBooks? I believe. Yeah. But yeah, this is in direct competition. These books can be read over the web. Uh, they have apps for the iPhone, iPad, and um, also you can they can be exported to the Nook or. Uh, Sony readers, also Android apps. The the blaring uh, miss I see here is there's no uh, Kindle support, or at least from what I read, I couldn't figure out if it had Kindle support or not. So um, that's kind of strange. But the books are are available in either EPUB or PDF format, which I think the Kindle DX can read PDFs. Yeah. So um, it's pretty cool to see Google. Uh, divulging into this arena and, and you know trying to make make themselves known. 
Uh, the Kindle is it locked down? Like, I, no, I don't think it yeah, is. Yeah, I be- I believe the only way you can get PDFs on the cheaper Kindles is to like send them to send them to Amazon and then they like charge you like twenty five cents and put them on your device. Really? I, believe, I, I, I think that's how it works. That sucks. But with the DX, I think you can put them directly on there. I mean, and I could I'm, be wrong on that. So <laughs> I'm all I'm all about um, Google diversifying, but it's just I think that that they're probably going to be declining pretty soon because they've moved into Microsoft mode, where instead of trying to come up with new ideas, they either copy somebody else's or buy them. Yeah. Well, in this case, they've been doing the whole. OCR and the uh, existing uh, library of, of different books. They've been doing it for like the past probably 10 yeah. years now. And yeah, they developed their own technology to do this. So they're just now branching off and having it to where they're actually selling these books. And it's kind of cool because if you uh, pull up a book in the web browser, you can like actually click a button and it'll show you the, actually, the actual scan page of the book. And then you click another button and it'll switch back to the... Uh, the digital format. So, I mean, yeah. so, so what you're saying is they are not talking to publishers and saying, "Hey, do you have soft copies of these books?" Well, they're they're probably doing that also. I don't know if the dual view is available for all books. That the the actual book I looked at was free. It was a public domain book. Uh, Charles Dickens, The Tale of Two Cities. Um, they have a lot of public domain books on there that are free. But of course, uh, that being said, they do have a lot of the newer books that uh, they have to actually go out and acquire deals for with the different um, authors and publishers to get them on their platform. So they, they just launched this. So, I mean, probably in a year from now, they'd have a, a lot more of the newer stuff out. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're not scanning in every book. <laughs> I, I would hope not. But. At the same time, they have an awesome technology that does this and converts it to digital. Like, I mean, yeah, it, yeah they they built their own technology around it. So, I I don't know. <laughs> this this can be good for books that are no longer published. Yeah, you know that that, that came out in say 1972, and there isn't a soft copy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's but true. that's the market for that. I don't see being too big. Yeah, and then I mean, with with the Kindle's foothold, I don't really see people uh, having a compelling reason to leave away from the Kindle platform and onto other things. But I don't know. Google has a way of uh, sticking their foot in there and just kind of taking over a space. So we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, and I think you were right saying this is the year of the e-reader because I, <laughs> I I was at Kohl's earlier today and there were no less than five different e-readers sitting in the the gifts section. Wow. So. Yeah, because it's kind of funny. I I I actually saw a Sony e-reader before I ever even heard of Kindle. I mean, before Kindle got popular, and it's like it's like now Sony is just like the forgotten. Uh, manufacturer here because because <laughs> I mean Amazon is little, literally took over the space I mean that's uh, Kindle is synonymous with e-reader almost because they just like have taken over every avenue in that space. Well, yeah, I mean the good thing about that I mean it's it's not well I mean it is because they made a great device but it's also because uh, you know with Amazon being like the number one online retailer 
they're able to they had a lot a lot of leverage to throw at that whole platform. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, Whereas, since the, since yeah. the day Kindle was announced, it's been on the homepage of Amazon.com. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although I gotta admit, what little bit I've gotten to mess with both the Kindle and a Sony e reader, I've liked the Sony reader better. Hmm. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. But, I, but I, I mean, I haven't gotten to spend a whole lot of time with either or. So another yeah, the other thing is that, that. there are like so many different versions. So like even if you looked at a Kindle like two years ago, the new ones are like way different. Yeah, way so, better, way faster page turns, and they're, and they're always amping up the technology on these things. So anything that can be put in this thing will be. And plus, it was one of Oprah's uh. Uh, best gifts of uh, the year. So, you know, if Oprah supports it, it's going to be popular. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. I want to see somebody in the in the um, Opus, Oprah audience freak out like that little boy when he got that Nintendo 64. <laughs> Trust me, they did when she uh, gave everybody a Ford, a Ford Focus or something. She gave everybody a car in her audience one, one time. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, I like that really put a dent in her pocket change. So, well, I'm sure she didn't pay for it. Yeah. I'm sure they were all free. She probably paid for it. She she's loaded, loaded. Well, I mean, loaded. I know she, I know she's loaded, but you know, she they probably gave her a discount or something because she's pretty much advertising their products whenever she yeah. does. It. I don't know, mm-hmm. man. I, I saw one. Well, I caught part of one show, and, and they were showing what she like gave six people a million dollars. She was like, here, here's a million dollars, and here's a million dollars. Oh my god, she's like freaking loaded, dude. No joke. <laughs> Well, yeah, she's the richest woman, I think, yeah. in America. But we digress. <laughs> <laughs> she's from Mississippi, too. Indeed. It's odd. She doesn't claim it, though. She's like, I'm from Chicago. Well, that's where she got famous, in Chicago. So? So it makes sense. I mean, so what if... are we watching? Um, Oprah okay. Winfrey. So Wednesday, <laughs> me, me and my good friend Andy, we went to... The movies and we saw the warrior's way um it is a very campy action film and it was actually um starring a south korean guy named jang dong-goon jang go fat and it has <laughs> um kate bosworth and joffrey rush you know the um the dude from pirates of the caribbean i think is who that is and the little short guy what's his name tony cox he's like a black dude that's a midget oh man he was in he was in Return of the Jedi as an Ewok. Um, he was in Willow. Um, me, my, yeah, he's in some other yeah, stuff. Somebody knows who I'm talking about. Okay, but anyway, yeah. So but, this guy, but, yeah. Before you go, you know what this movie kind of reminds me of from the previews. Uh, you remember the movie that came out last uh, Christmas, I believe, Ninja Assassin. Ninja Assassin, yeah. And it's funny you mention it because I actually have Ninja Assassin and I hated it, but. They're, like as far as the movie, they sort of have some similarities because this guy, what he does is he's part of this clan. I think they're called the something. What's the name? Is the Saddest Flutes? That, that that's the name of their clan. But anyway, they're <laughs> they're going at war with this other clan, and he kills everybody in this other clan, right? And um, there's he kills them all. Um, and there's this baby left, and and he and if he kills this baby, um, he kills all of the the clan, and they win, yay! But for some reason. The baby laughs at a uh, um, cherry blossom petal on his face, and he ends up not killing the baby. So his clan turns against him. Sounds like Naruto. 
Which is what happens in um, Ninja Assassin. It's the guy, the clan that raised the guy, Ninja Assassin. Something happens and he ends up turning against them. But anyway, they follow him to the United Sounds States. Like Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. Follows him to the United <laughs> States, like on Ninja Assassin. But anyway, um, he ends up in this um spaghetti western rundown, um, town in the old west, I guess, or maybe the new west, or just American west. And he ends up meeting this girl, and there's this whole backstory. But it, you know, my only complaint about this is I wish, I wish it's like it's it's like a campy action movie, and you know that going in, and it definitely shows that. But it's like they tried to put a little too much story into it, and like through the first half of the movie, you're kind of like, um, okay, I want to see some killing. First. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't come here for the engrossing narrative, you know. I just, I, I want to see some people get cut in half or something and when but trust me the action when when there is action is is top notch um i i just the whole movie i was just thinking how awesome it would be if somebody like took something like seven samurai and like not remake seven samurai but make something like that where you have that classic um samurai type or spaghetti western type movie sort of like kill bill but more of a more action oriented, more special effects. Um, more, more like uh, an updated kung fu theater movie. Yeah, 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 something like that. Less Tarantino. Um, no, I like Tarantino. It's just <laughs> I want it to be more of a more of a true action movie. You know, Kill Bill. No, I don't a, like Tarantino. I don't consider Kill Bill a true action movie, even though the first half was like a lot of action toward the end. I, it's I, I think it's more story driven, but. I, I just I, I want people to make more stuff like this. This isn't something you're gonna like buy and put on your shelf, but it's definitely worth going to a movie theater to watch. You know, just know what you, you know, know what you're going 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 there for. You're going there to see some people get cut up and leave it at that, and you will have a good time. I mean, if you're expecting, if you go here expecting um the departed, you're gonna be disappointed. Yeah, but, I mean I. I agree. I would I would want more movies like this, but the thing is, it's probably hard to get funding because it's not really a surefire hit. So I mean, well, yeah. Another thing, and and, and I it kind of I kind of giggle as I say this. It's really hard for Asian movies with like an Asian lead to break into the U.S. You have what Jackie Chan, Jet Li, and there's that Tony Jaga, but everything else is. Starring a black dude or a white dude. You got Harold and Kumar. <laughs> well, but see, also on that, it's not actually that, though, <laughs> is, is the way they do the movies. A lot of the times, the movies, the story sucks really bad, and they try to make the story a main part of the movie instead of just giving the American audience what we want. Set us up. Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? Why they want to fight? Okay, fuck off. Let's go. Yeah, that's what Jackie Chan said. Jackie Chan was like, "Don't, don't, don't let people think when you come to see my movie, you know this guy bad." Jackie Chan. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's the reason why the old kung fu theater movies, for the most part, were so good for us growing up, and we ate them up. Was because you got a little bit of story, and then it was like, "Okay, go. Okay, this guy got his ass beat. Now he's going to train really hard. Now he's going to go beat the ass." That's what we want to see. <laughs> Beat the are, we are we still talking about an action movie, Jay? Yeah. <laughs> go. Go beat it. <laughs> oh, geez, somebody obviously has been in a little bit of a dry spell. You must be referring to yourself. 
Oh, no. wow. Okay. Remember. <laughs> so, 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 Clarence, you've been watching a trailer. Uh, yeah. Uh, trailer, yeah recently, the uh, Transformers Dark Side, I mean, excuse me, Dark, Dark of the Moon. Oh, man, I forgot to watch this. Teaser trailer came out, and, uh, you know, I kind of like those movies to where it kind of takes history and um, kind of puts their own flavor on it to make it make uh, whatever the movie is seem kind of real. And uh, apparently from this trailer, this is what's going on. The actual first um, time we landed on the moon, uh, there was this brief moment of when we were on the dark side of the moon. No, no, the dark of the moon. The dark of the... Gosh, darn. It, it was when they were in the 21 minutes of yeah, silence. Yeah, yeah, that time. And, yeah. and according to this altered history, apparently there was some ship on the moon to which the astronaut secretly, secretly went to explore. And uh, I guess that's the whole premise setting up for the third Transformers movie that's coming out. So uh, what do you guys think of that? Why not? I, I, I think they should have <laughs> went to. I think they should have went to Pink Floyd for it and be like, "Could we, could we please put side in there? Because it sounds so stupid." Yeah. The dark of the moon. That's ridiculous. Like, I, this this like tactic of of oh look, it, we, they were there all along. They already kind of <laughs> did that in the second movie with the old geezer plane. You know. Yeah, they did. They did. And th- this is just taking it to the next level and. It, it seems kind of it seems interesting enough to carry a Transformers movie because you don't really need much, but it's unnecessary. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing some Cybertron in a Transformers movie. But yeah, to actually see the planet. Didn't we see Cybertron in the second movie? Probably brief. I don't think so. I don't think that was Cybertron. But that would be all. I think that's the only wor- real way they can go with the movies to keep making them exciting. Because they pretty much done the whole Save the Earth thing. So, I mean... Yeah. I want a I yeah. Beast Wars movie, dang it. <laughs> that would be interesting. That'd be awesome. Beast Wars! As long as we got to keep Peter Cullen as the voice of Optimus, it's good. Optimus I, I, Primal. Ah. Uh... Uh, I, I like this teaser though because it had 100% less Sugar LaBeouf <laughs> Sugar <Ray> LaBeouf <laughs> Oh yeah and we won't have any Megan Fox in, uh, in the third movie That's true I wonder how they're going to explain that I wonder how they're going to keep pace with her stupendous acting oh, They'll hire a model and say you act now, which is exactly what they did. They're gonna have to get what's her name, yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow, she, to take her place. Man, she she like really pissed off. What is it, Michael Michael Bay off? Didn't she? Yeah, he, he like <laughs> he likes it. Yeah, it's like okay, we don't need her. <laughs> they really they really don't. Her her or her um man hands. Oh gosh. Whoa, 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 no, 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 no. Okay, sorry. That was my uh, Shia Bluff impression. Oh. <laughs> sorry about that. It it was it was uh, convincing. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> oh man, but you guys been watching watching some Skyline, huh? 
yes, I watched Skyline uh, because of Carl's review. Yeah, and let, let me just say it first. I was really excited about this movie. Me and my wife planned to go see it. The trailer uh, for the uh, they came on TV looked freaking awesome. But then Carl gave me the news. And and he really doesn't do the movie justice. <laughs> it's not nearly as bad as he makes it out. I, I Yeah, it does kind of not have an ending. <laughs> but have any of y'all seen The Birds? The old Alfred Hitchcock, The Birds? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. Just like that movie didn't have an ending, this movie doesn't have an ending. Like, at the end of The Birds... You know the, the 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 protagonist just kind of were walking away or driving away through a field of all these birds that are just sitting there, and and it's never explained why the birds are there or what happens to the birds or if the birds ever disappear. You mean like No Country for Old Men? I haven't, I haven't seen that one. Oh, oh my gosh! Don't get me started on that movie. <laughs> but but th- that's how this this is. The aliens. It's it's never explained where they came from. It's it's you know alluded to as to why they're here, but the, it doesn't say at the end what happens or even if the main character lives. Yeah, it's 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 it, it's more of a, and I hate to to beat the the campy thing to death, but it is a campy uh, sci-fi movie. So is it's, it like the end of Mortal Kombat One where Shao Kahn comes out of the clouds and they all do their karate poses and it ends? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Like I, I'm gonna go ahead and spoil it. I don't care. If, if, like if if you haven't read his review, you, 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 he may have spoiled it already for you. But, <laughs> but so the 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 aliens are brain eating aliens to who come to to Earth to eat brains. And that's pretty much all the the story you need about the aliens. So they're they've, zombie they've, aliens. They've, they've, yeah, they've come. <laughs> yeah, zombie aliens. They come here to eat our brains, and one character. Almost gets eaten like three times, oh. but he escapes, and his body apparently builds up a tolerance to the alien brain suckage, mind, yeah, mind <laughs> numbing stuff. And when they finally do get his brain, instead of them being nourished by his brain, he transforms into one of them and mm. starts wreaking havoc inside of their spaceship. Mm. Like. Visually, the movie is stunning. Like it's beautiful, and the the fact that the entire movie is seen from the perspective of civilians makes it kind of creepy because all this shit is happening outside, and you don't know why or how it's going to end. But you know that these people are screwed. <laughs> so uh, the lack of explanation really helps. It helps the, the I don't want to say the character development, but it helps the story along in that you don't know what's going on either. Ah. Sounds uh, like a sci fi spaceship version of Cloverfield. Very, yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Yes, it's a lot, a, lot, a lot like Cloverfield. There's a few really like just cheesy uh, action sequences, but I, they're done in a way that it's. You kind of. It's kind of a wink and a nod, like, we know this is bad, but enjoy. Popcorn movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like again, like Carrie said, you're not going to go in there expecting, you know, Jerry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. 
Yeah, and have you uh, heard the uh, whole fiasco with the uh, effects team? No. Yeah, like the, like the effects team for this movie and the uh, producers is actually like the same company. It's some Marx Brothers or something. I can't remember the exact name. But anyway, before they did this movie, they did special effects for this movie that's coming out probably in February called Battle Los Angeles. And guess what it is? A space invasion epic movie. So after they did that movie, they came out with their own movie of pretty much the same thing. So there's like a a lawsuit out right now uh, between I think it was Sony that did the other movie and this company because they're saying the movies look so similar. Of course, it's the same uh, special effects team, but you know they're saying you can't come out with a movie of the same premise in the same city doing the same you know basically the same thing. And they're saying some of the assets and stuff actually are quite similar. So oh let God. me get this straight. I, are there is Skyline the movie that the effects people made, or is the other movie the the, the, the one? The, the Skyline is the movie, the crappy movie the effects team did on their own on their own. Oh budget. wow! And then they then they um yeah beat, beat them to the market too. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh man, you know no. I really hope this is just a one really long viral marketing campaign. <laughs> I because the the way this movie ends, it makes you want another dumb skyline movie. <laughs> and if this Battle of Los Angeles is the sequel, and all of this is just a giant marketing campaign for that movie, it makes it completely worth it. Now, that, yeah, I'd have to give them that'd be brilliant. That would be freaking <laughs> brilliant beyond brilliant. But the thing is, are they that smart? But but I I, I, don't, I don't think that's it because they're actually suing them. That's yeah. A that's a pretty expensive advertisement there. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the the, the uh, actual production team is Hella Hydraulics Films, which that's the same, pretty much the same team that did. No, no, the Strauss Brothers are the directors, and their production team or effects team is the same team that did effects for uh, the Battle of Los Angeles movie, and they did the effects for their own, for their own movie, of course. So, yeah, that's kind of where the I guess you call this a conflict of interest. I don't know. But yeah. The Strauss Brothers. What else have they done? That sounds very... Uh, they did... Oh, hold up. I, I did a story. They did... Um, crap. Let me look them up. They did another... Files. District B-13. Looks like Alien vs. Predator Requiem. The Brother hmm. Strauss. I don't know. Yeah. But any it's yeah. not nearly as impressive as I thought it was going to be. Oh well. Yeah. But don't don't let Carl's review keep you from seeing it because it looks good enough to warrant a DWD. Okay, here here's 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 a few of the movies they did. Uh 300 X-Men the Last Stand, Fantastic Four, Terminator 3, and A Day After Tomorrow. So <laughs> So they make pretty movies. Yeah, basically. Well, I right. like the, I like the X3. Yeah, like all these moves I named pretty much have still a special effect. So I mean, but uh, moving on to the movie I've been watching, uh, Mega Mind, which is a computer animated movie. Uh, lead character Mega Mind portrayed by uh, Will Ferrell. So uh, the premise of this movie is basically uh, the Superman premise. 
in, in this case, uh, very, very much like the Superman premise, uh, a planet planet exploding, child get gets sent to Earth, but also at the same time, another child is getting sent to Earth from a different planet. So basically, it would be like one of them is sort of like the redhead stepchild of like a superhero. He, you know, he's not the most handsome. He's kind of weird. And the other one being like the stellar, uh, picturesque Superman type character. And they both uh, arrive at Earth at the same time. Of course, Megamind arrives in a prison and, uh, and Metro Man, which the other one turns out to be, uh, goes to this loving home with like rich parents and all the, this other stuff. So, I mean, so basically, uh, Megamind gets raised in this prison while uh, Metro Man gets raised by the this great, you know, he has like the best childhood or whatever, and everybody likes him. So, I mean, I don't want to spoil too much of the movie because I know y'all might want to see it, but but basically, Megamind turns out says he's better at being the bad guy because you know nobody likes him because of his looks and you know, among other things. So he turns out being the bad guy. Uh, Metro Man, of course, the good guy, but eventually Metro Man decides to uh, to give up uh, being a superhero. So it kind of leads uh, Mega Mind to take over and and you know kind of play the hero role. And I don't know, it's just, it's like it seems like every superhero movie that I've seen, kind of especially with the, like the Spider Man movies kind of has a, a love story somewhere uh twisted into the fabric of the movie and, and this is basically what this movie winds up being kind of a love story with a lot of actiony comedy um cg type cg action on top so i mean i don't really want it's not too much i can explain without giving away the whole movie but i'll just recommend it as a as a go see uh my choices were either this or Tangled, because uh, uh, you know we had the child with us, so we wanted to watch like a kids movie or whatever. And this was surprisingly well, well done. Um, great movie, I recommend you go see it. And yeah, I wish there was more I could, I could say about spoiling the whole movie, but yeah, it's it's good. <laughs> awesome, coolness. So many of those just CGI movies are coming out now that it's it's tough to pick and choose which ones to watch. You know, b- back when it first started, it was oh, there's Pixar and then there's Shrek. Yeah, it's like one a year, but but now they're coming out like every. I mean, yeah. they're, they're everywhere. And, you know, I'm. It's kind of surprising because I feel this is one is kind of going to get like pushed under the radar because you know you have tangled which is disney and it's 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 kind of huge getting rave reviews right now so i i see this as one is probably getting left out but i mean i i definitely recommend you go see it because it's, it's a great movie cool but yeah well speaking of superheroes <laughs> Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever Spider-Man does. Um, if you don't know, um, U2 is actually, I don't know if they're producing or just probably just doing a music for the new Spider-Man musical that is on Broadway right now. And yes, folks, U2, U2, yeah, they're doing the music for it. Bono and the Edge, they're actually doing the music. 
And um, anyway, it's this huge deal. Um, and Conan, like any good comedy person, takes something that's popular and makes it look stupid. <laughs> hmm. Um, and he's he has like these two spoofs of the Spider-Man musical. The first one's pretty funny, but after they, the reports released of um the cast members getting injured, he did another one, which I think is the more popular one. Um, and it has Spider-Man and Doctor Octopus in bandages, battling each other with silly string, and it sounds ridiculous, but that's because it is. I mean, there's really no explaining this. You just have to watch it. I thought it was hilarious. My brother told me about it the other day when it was live, but it's by the time I changed to the channel. Um, it was already over, but I, I looked them up and they're hilarious. Yeah, man, Conan is like, oh man, that, that's got to be one of the silliest dudes I've never seen on TV. <laughs> He's freaking my, hilarious. My new favorite superhero is Black Aquaman. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man, oh man. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> let's see. What else do? We, oh, we have a tech roundup. No, wait, wait. I'm playing Killzone. Finally. Uh, well, fine. I, I got it for ten bucks, and I'm glad I only got it for ten bucks. That's good. Sound, sound like really? a good deal. Aha! Uh-huh, fighting words. Yeah. Oh, I, I think James gave this game raving reviews. What? I'm not, gave I'm it not, a five out of five. I'm stars. not saying it's a. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm just, I'm just saying. Remember, I'm not a fanboy, so I, I, I'm more than willing to listen to Sergio's opinion because his taste in first-person shooters, in a lot of ways, is completely different than mine. That, that's very true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say it's bad because it's not bad. It's just I, I wouldn't say it's fantastic. It's it's much better than Killzone One, but <laughs> okay, <laughs> there are third-person like platforming games that are better first-person shooters than Killzone 1 was. If that made any sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, it, it, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Filter. It is a wonderful, beautiful game. Like, it looks fantastic, but those characters need to shut up. Because they're <laughs> annoying. They're, they're annoying. They, all of their dialogue comes from, like, 1980s Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Do we have any other type of dialogue in first-person shooters right now? Oh uh, yeah, think so. yeah. Like, have you what? like? Have you? Well, I hate to say this, but Halo's dialogue is actually um pretty high. What? There's dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and it's and, good, and, dude. The freaking the, dialogue... ca- the cast of Firefly was on Halo Three ODST, and the, it it was like a Firefly episode. It was just almost. Nathan Fillion, wasn't it? No, it was Nathan Fillion, Wash was on there, and Jane was on there too. Um, I don't know their real names. <laughs> then, then it had the lady, the lady that was a Cylon in Battlestar Galactica. She was the female lead. Trisha the Heffler. Yeah, yeah, her. I mean, oh, okay. it was actually a pretty good thing there. But and, and, I digress. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not talking about the quality of voice acting. Like, I'm not. I'm, I'm just, not talking I'm, about that either. I'm just yeah, talking about I'm, the actual dialogue. Yeah, like the the dialogue is terrible. It's like, oh, go fuck him up. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. Took a whole lot just get up that hill. Is it is it like Unreal Tournament Three? 
I haven't played Unreal Tournament three. Oh my gosh, dialogue is yeah. in the game is That's horrible. Is it like it's horrible? It, is it like uh, Robin Downey Jr. on Tropic Thunder? Is it like, pretty much? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like it, it, I, I want to just turn. If I could just turn their voices off, the game would be a little bit better. Uh, but it, it it's really weird and choppy. Like. It, it loads at such the oddest times, and when it loads, the game freezes. Like, I don't want to say the frame rate slows down, because that would be a lie. The game just stops. Walking through a corridor, the game stops for like 10 seconds, like, oh, wait, wait, let me catch up. And that's just not acceptable in 2009, which is when this came out, right? Especially on the PlayStation 3, the most powerful console out there. Yeah, like, like I'm just... I, I finished blowing up all these Hellgas dudes, and I walk into the next the next room, and bet- the the hallway between the two rooms is, I stop, and I'm like, oh crap, did, did this game freeze? What's going on? I hit the I hit the little PlayStation button, and, and it does take me to the you know the home thing, so I know the game hasn't f- frozen, and I don't have to hard reboot, but then it loads the room, and then I can walk in. It, I, it, I I can honestly say I never had it do a load like that. It's it's done it numerous times to me, and it and it's always be- it, it's always between actions, so it doesn't really break anything. But it's just unacceptable at this point. And I had to play with the controls like for about twenty minutes before I found a setting that was comfortable. Which I, I know that that's kind of a neither here nor there thing that doesn't really say the quality of the game is bad. I like that it's customizable when it comes to controls, but. Some of the button placements of that stuff is just confusing. So how about this? Yeah, I, I got to admit, the, you need to have any first-person shooter needs to have it to where you can completely customize every damn button yeah. to your own liking. You really I, do. I don't know. I I think you just go with the Halo controls. <laughs> well, I mean, pretty much, the cool, yeah, pretty much every game on 360 just uses the Halo controls because everybody knows them. Well, I'm just saying, even even with Halo, even, you can't, like, customize every button, but they have, like, I think it's about maybe, like, it's like eight to ten different button configurations. And if you can't find one of those that you can use, then there's just something wrong with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I found a really comfortable one, and it, it mirrors the, the Call of Duty uh, button controls, but it, it took me a lot longer to, 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 to get it where I wanted it than any other game I've played this year, and I've played a lot of first-person shooters. So, like, I mean, all those issues aside, is that, how is the actual gameplay when, you know, is it great, or, I mean, you say hey. they look beautiful, I mean... How's the, how's the AI? It, it, some of them are very dumb. Like, I, I'm killing a lot of them with melee kills. Just, oh, oh hey, dude, look, look where you are, and then I'll just, you know, butt him with the, the back of my gun, and he's gone. I mean, like, like... Well, what, what difficulty setting are you playing on? I'm playing on... There's three available at the beginning. I'm playing on the medium, which is what I always play. Medium. Because that should be the standard. And it, most of it, I'm just running up to dudes and just clocking them and just, just moving on. Rather than aiming and shooting, because it's much easier just to, to Rambo them. <laughs> mm. So... I, Again, it's not a bad game. I'm enjoying it, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's a top shelf game. I'm kind of. I am disappointed. A little bit. Yeah. But the, w- one thing I do like about it is, uh, it is Star Wars to Halo's Star Trek. 
Allow me to explain. Yes. The Halo universe is pretty clean. Okay? When you think sci-fi Halo, you think, oh, futuristic, everything is shiny, everything is is very... Kind of like in in Star Trek. You know, nothing is broken. There's not shit sitting everywhere. Uh, There's no broken down starships just sitting in a corner. Just like Star Wars was much dirtier, much dingier, much lived in, much more lived in than Star Trek, Killzone is very dirty, very dingy, very broken, very, let's just throw something together because we have people to kill, unlike Halo, which I, I appreciate that aesthetic more than I do in uh, the, the, the Halo aesthetic. Yeah, it does make it much nicer when you go in some place and it looks like people live there and it looks like it's been hit with the elements it stuck with on that planet and then you know you got to deal with that. It's always very nice. It helps with the the world. Yeah, to yeah. Me. And as I said, it, it is it's just yeah. like the contrast between Star <laughs> Trek and Star Wars. When I think of Star Trek and Star Wars, it's not something that I think about as far as. I don't know. That's 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 kind of out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm well, not talking I mean, about the new Star Wars. I'm talking about the old Star Wars. I mean, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's just that's just you had to reach really hard down that toilet to pull that one out. <laughs> that's not hard. We just been one known difference between the two. Yeah, that that's one of the things that's been one of the major debates about what makes each better than the other is. You know, where Star Trek is clean, whereas the Star Wars universe looks like it's been lived in. You know, everything doesn't look like it just got unwrapped. Yeah. That's the reason why a lot of the sci-fi okay. shows, especially today, go more after the Star Wars route. Because you look at Firefly and Battlestar Galactica, and they're much more of a lived-in universe. Yeah. Well, Star Trek kind of cornered the market on, you know, clean and just unwrapped, so... Much, yeah. Maybe <laughs> I just I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I definitely see y'all points. I, I never really thought of it that way. Yeah, that's but... what I'm saying. I just, I never I never even really thought about that before. When I think Star Trek think, is for the germ freaks and the germaphobes. Like when I think of my differences between Star Wars and Star Trek, when I think Star Wars, I think um I think about like when I think Star Trek, I think exploration. You know, I don't really think about um, people Tinker, fighting. Even though, like even though, even though, even though they fight in Star Wars, I think of it being more about exploring a frontier. Whereas when I think of Star Wars, I think of there's this huge universe. It's pretty much been explored all, all already, and everybody's fighting. And I don't know, like the the, <laughs> the last three Star Wars movies, is about as clean as it gets. Yeah, they, 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 that's what I mean. That's, were, what, that's why they, I say they, the old they, Star. Wars they were movie. pretty clean. So, and I mean that's that's more probably of of a do dealing Again. with the timeline of Star Wars after. Well, also it was dealing with where they were at too, because and I mean uh, the Firefly movie was pretty clean too. I'm not talking about the Firefly movie. I'm talking about the, the TV series. I know, but I, I think what you're talking about has more to do. Well, I don't know. I guess it really didn't have more to do. with that, That's a debate for later on. That's way off topic. Well, yeah. and really. one we should come back to. Yeah, really. I'm I'm, I'm interested in debating this. Just I don't know. I never I never even yeah. really thought about that before. 
Hmm. We ought to sit down. That could be a, a great uh, video cast. Yeah. Well, we digress, though. We, 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 yeah, we can hold on to that idea. I the, like that a lot. The cast is over. What do you mean? No, <laughs> we, we got no, my we have one Android fragmentation, man. Oh, you must have just added that on. Yeah, <laughs> about 20 minutes ago. But anyway, in the tech roundup <laughs> section, we, we, have, we have a little uh, blurb about the uh, Android fragmentation. Of course, Android is open, can be put on any device. There's no real standards around what type of device it has to be on. It can be put on pretty much anything. Uh, and here, uh, this in the gadget article I have just shows the different button configurations on different Android phones. And and if you can see from the image, well, you can't see, but uh, if you go to the link on the uh, Tech Edition podcast page, you'll be able to see the different buttons and how they change so differently from the different uh, handsets. That's hilarious. And I will argue. Even though this is hilarious, this is why Android is going to be much more popular than the Apple OS. It's because yeah. you can put it on everything. You, I mean, it's the same reason It's the same reason Windows like destroyed Mac OS in the 90s. But, but, because you can only get it in one version. Yeah, that, I mean... Right now, there's only one place to get it, and there's only one iPhone, and you have to go through the Apple cartel to get it, whereas... This can be. This is on everything. Yeah, I mean that's true, but you got to look at it from a different aspect too. Not all versions of Android phones can get the most updated phone firmware. This is segmented by carriers. Some carriers won't release the most updated set of phone firmware. You can get a new Android phone, and it can has like a, 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 a Android version is like three or four versions back. The, bu- buy, the button, the button, buy- the button configurations are vastly different from phone. Dude, you can buy a new, but, you can buy a new PC with Windows XP on it too. But but hold on, let me let me just finish. <laughs> you can pick up one one handset to the next. Oh oh, my buddy here has an Android phone. Nothing freaking alike, but it's supposed exactly. to be an Android phone. That's a bad thing. I oh, see. Yeah, I, I don't let I I don't like that at all. I mean, I mean, I mean, just from okay, your Android phone. I played with it. I loved it. I picked up April's and didn't know what the frack to do. I'm like, what? This, <laughs> because this, this is Android, isn't it? What? The, what's it's just the like, it's it's the UI, dude. It's it's like it's my my phone, my phone, my phone. No, but let me finish. Let me finish. That that my phone had that same OS because I have an HTC phone. It had the Sense thing on top of it. I removed it and I put Launcher Pro on there, and that's why mine looks different. Yeah. Um, I mean, but not only that, the buttons are different, and I think that is where Apple wins out in a lot of ways. Any iPhone you pick up, you can just use it. I mean, you don't have to even think about yeah, it. Yeah, but the thing so is, though, I, I, it's an iPhone. It's not, whereas the Android I is totally, everything I totally, else. I totally agree with you, Eddie. I think that iPhone is a better experience, but, I mean, just I want you to see where I'm coming from, okay? You have, let's use music as an example. You have Classical music people, they think classical music is the only type of music. And there's only about a certain percentage of the population that can actually understand it, that can read music, and that can appreciate it. And you have popular music. There's all different kinds of popular music. Most people agree that it's crap and it's a mess, but it's way more popular than classical music. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of, but I mean... At the same time, getting back a little bit more to just the the configuration of things, I kind of like what Windows 7, Phone 7, 7 has done, which, I mean, okay, they have one operating system, but they, ha- they it can be put on different hardware, much like Android, 
But the key difference here is they have hardware specifications that have to be followed before the uh, the hardware can have their OS on it. Okay, what what does this do? This provides us like the buttons are going to be in the same place on every phone. You will be able to pick it up and instantly know what to do. Um, as, as far as different GUIs and UIs on top of the main operating system, I don't, I don't, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be possible with Windows Phone 7. But I mean, I think it's to a certain point where from from phone to phone, it should be some uh, common ground. And and the Android definitely is the wild wild west. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I would. I wouldn't even. I mean, I would. I wouldn't mind owning an Android phone, but I'm just saying for the novice person to pick it up and go from phone to phone is just kind of a a, a pain in the a, you know. And true. I mean, true. people. And, 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 and I, I've heard. And I've. <laughs> it's funny. I've heard like recent people say that Android is for men and iOS is for girls. I mean, because yeah. <laughs> I mean, Android is kind of like the the hacker's phone. If if you want to say it, or the uh, the techies, I, I don't necessarily agree with it because Android headsets are cheaper than the iPhone, and like I said, there's there there's a lot of fragmentation. But most people they use an Android phone like they use a Nokia phone, like they use a Motorola phone. I mean, if you think about it, in the past, whenever you change phones, there's some time there. There's a buffer where you have to actually learn how to use a phone. I mean. Yeah, that's and you have to figure out where everything is. I mean, and again, I I agree with you as far as the iPhone being easier to use. I'm not arguing it. I I actually think if you put a PC and a Mac in front of a kid and they've never used either one, they're gonna learn how to use the Mac a lot faster than they will a PC, just because it the way it's laid out and it's just much simpler to use. But. <laughs> If you want to talk about market penetration, I, I, I just I mean, I guess we need to define better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not I, I, I never said better. I just different is, is the word I'd use. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, of course, I mean, its faults are also its strengths. It can be put on anything. It's I mean, these phones are freaking everywhere. Any any carrier <laughs> you go to, you can get an Android handset. I mean, I mean, your analogy was correct. It's like Windows is everywhere. So I mean, it's it's good that smartphones. Well, not smart. It's good that it's good that it's out to the masses now. I mean, it's good that everybody can get a hold of it. It, it doesn't matter who it is. It's cheap. It's it's it. I mean, it's just that level of fragmentation that kind of irks me just a little bit. But I'm not saying it's it's a bad thing. But yeah, just just think about how BlackBerry. It was just a, a few years ago before Android. It was just Apple and BlackBerry, pretty much. Android's come out and like BlackBerry is like all but dead now. Uh that's not true. No, they're they're from the public perception. <laughs> from well, that's what I'm. Yeah. Public perception is everything. <laughs> but they're still like fifty percent of the world market. Maybe not. I US. mean, I agree with you. It's it's mostly business. Mostly business. But what I'm saying is, when you go out to buy a new phone, when average Joe goes out to buy a new phone, they're gonna be thinking iPhone or Android. That's oh, what they're no gonna doubt, think. no doubt. But I mean, the only thing I'd want to see from Android going in the future is maybe they just came with some type of standard on button configuration. 
in a standard on update times or, or when that you can get an update. Cause I mean, the fact that you can get a, a phone, a brand new handset and there's no way to get the newest OS is just like unacceptable. That's more, that's more, that's more of a, I think it's more of a carrier. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, but I mean, you can't really blame the handset manufacturers for that. Yeah. But at the same time, shouldn't, shouldn't you just be able, if you have an internet connection to plug it in and get an update? I mean, well, see, well, see, that's the thing, Eddie. I mean, I'm looking at it like this. Okay, Android's in 2.2. There's actually Android 3 on the horizon. I don't even know if my phone will be able to run that. So I don't, I don't even want to be able to upgrade to it unless my phone, unless they know my phone will run it. And that's how they. Yeah, that's doing. another. That's another. At least, at least that's how Verizon's been handling the updates. They like most of these updates. They have to be um. They have to be specific to the phone. You know, you don't, you don't want to. It'd be just like you having a a 386. And you might have a copy of Windows XP, but I mean, you might be able to install it, but is it gonna run? Yeah, well, know? yeah, I guess that's the problem with having no hardware standards. So you might, you might be like the the roof of my phone may be Android 2.5, and you know, if it does everything I need to do, you know, yeah. then I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think in the long run, it's kind of bad for them. Cause Dude, th- think about think about iOS four. And even though it'll run on your phone, you don't get all the features. I get pretty much darn most of them. Do you? I mean, your, and that, yours do multi, can your can you do multitasking on your phone? Yeah. <laughs> there was something. It's there like was, you have the original iPhone that came out four years ago. Okay, so it's the original iPhone. I, mean, I knew I knew it was something. And that's where it, and that's kind of the beauty of Apple. They can scale their OS to work on all their different devices because they know the hardware. And I mean, I understand. But you don't get the same experience. That's my point. It, you don't. You, I mean, you don't get all the features that the person that has an yeah, iPhone true, four true, does. True. But, but you gotta understand, your phone is four years old. At the same time, I can understand why you can't do it on the Android side because there's so many hardware configurations that it'd be impossible. So, yeah, I mean, that's probably the main reason the updates are gonna come out slower and it'll take more time to actually debug and all this other crap. But I, I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> I agree with you. I mean, it's it's definitely something that needs to be fixed. I think there needs to be a standard standard thing as far as button goes. I mean, I'm I'm not ar- arguing any of that. Like I said, I just I just think in the long run, that is it's not it's not gonna hurt the Android operating system all that much. Yeah, and the adoption of this, and there's so many phones that it, the entry barrier to buying a new one is not that high, you know. So yeah, I mean, there are Android phones that are like fifty bucks now. I mean, you I made mean, you made an excellent analogy when you said putting Windows Seven on a freaking ten year old computer. I mean, it it is going to run, but not good. So, <laughs> I mean, good point, good debate. So you know, it's gonna wow, be different. Yeah, the next you... year, the next year is definitely going to be interesting though because. If the iPhone become, comes to Verizon, like everybody, I think that's the only way that they're going to be able to keep up is if they offer that for every offer iPhone to every carrier. Yeah, because yeah, it, it, it would definitely be in, inter, interesting to see where Andro, what Android does next year because you'll possibly have iPhone coming to Verizon and also Windows Phone Seven will be uh, CDMA also. So uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see if they still hold up as the de facto uh, non AT and T phone. Yeah, like wasn't that announced? It wasn't announced. There, there, there been rumors and people. I think there's like a test version. There, there's a CDMA test version 
of the iPhone, and you have all these analysts and stuff that are saying that it's definitely going to happen. Of course, they've been for the last year. Yeah, but nobody's announced anything yet. Verizon hasn't announced it. Apple hasn't announced it. So as as far as official goes, then it, it there hasn't been an official announcement. But everybody's saying it's going to happen. Yeah, along with yeah. iPad two rumors, just to throw that in there. Oh, well, we know that's going to happen eventually. So. Is is this one going to have wings? <laughs> it's going to part the seas, man. Oh, somebody, somebody got my joke. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Oh, that's Dude. yeah. That's, that's a terrible <laughs> note to end this podcast on, Carrie. Oh man, iPad two is always with wings. Mm. Oh well, that'll do it for the Technician Podcast. Um, I thank everyone who, who who stuck around through all that, and then look forward to further discussion on what's dirty and what not. In, in respective sci-fi universes or, I guess, multiverses. We definitely got to do that, though, talk about that, because I'm interested in talking about that. Yeah. All right, well, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. That is the site at techfinition.com. Uh, tell your friends about us. Yes, tell, tell, tell your friends. Spread the word. Very, very quick. Uh, send us fan mail or visit the site and go to the, the contact section. Use one of the fancy capture things. Very, very quick. Um, anything else? Very, very quick. Uh, Check take, out the podcast. Yeah. Check out a, a 2010 uh, gifts, top gifts for the holidays. Take That's right. Exactly. We're banging those things down. Yeah. I need to write some very, of those. I'm behind. Very, very quick. Right. Well, hey, have a good week. And uh, we'll, see, we'll, we'll see you next week. No, we'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. I'll catch you next week. Go south. Very, very quick. 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 Go south. I can't. I can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. <laughs>